the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As we're now in the liturgical season where God is being manifest through the Word of God, Jesus Christ, in His earthly ministry, I want to start with this scripture from Philippians in chapter 2, the words of St. Paul, words we've heard recently. I read them again because they greatly pertain to our gospel reading today. The Apostle writes, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. The apostle is telling us to have the same mind and disposition of our Savior. And what is it? Jesus, though equal with God, made himself of no reputation, becoming a bondservant. He lowered himself to the least of us so that he could raise us up on high. But his life and ministry, his whole life and ministry upon the earth was lowering himself in order to do so. And because of the humility of the word of God, the Father exalted him. Christ created a pattern of living. He forged a path for us, if you will, through human fallenness. The path of humility, that we might walk the same path to the same end. That if we lower ourselves in humility, he will raise us up as the Father did him. Father James has said on numerous occasions that what we're talking about is what the church fathers call the self-emptying nature of Christ our God, a nature that we are to share. And this is precisely what is manifest in a 12-year-old Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in our gospel reading today from St. Luke in chapter 2. In obedience to God in our gospel reading, Joseph and the Blessed Virgin traveled with Jesus to Jerusalem to celebrate Passover. Remember, that's the feast that celebrated the angel of death passing over the Hebrew households that had the blood of the lamb on their post and lintel of their homes. And after that celebration, when they leave Jerusalem in a caravan of people, they failed to notice that our Lord Jesus Christ was not with them, and they went a day's journey without him away from Jerusalem. So once they noticed it, of course, they're panicked, and they turned back to Jerusalem. They said it's on the third day that they find, after Passover, that they find Jesus in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all were astonished at this 12-year-old's understanding. And when his parents found them, they expressed their distress to him. And Jesus answered them, Do you not know that I must be about my father's business? I want to look at three aspects of Jesus' self-emptying love and humility today so that we might grow to be of the same mind and disposition as he is. The first is this. The Lamb of God, 
Christ our Passover, obediently came to the temple to offer the appropriate sacrifices for the feast of Passover. You need to dial this in. Christ the Passover obediently comes to the feast of Passover. Just think about that and you will find the timeless God in time. There in the temple, Jesus with his family offered the bloody sacrifice, remembering that by the blood of the sacrificial lamb, death would pass over his people. And at the same time, knowing that he is the one that Passover always revealed. The one in whom Passover would be fulfilled. Christ is our Passover. He would be the final lamb of God. And by his blood, death would pass over us. And by his blood, the sins of the world would be washed away. Think about it. There he, the word of God, stands in the temple in time between that which was in the past, the Passover celebration of the Old Testament, and also standing where in the future lay ahead for him. He being the Passover for all of us. It's truly a wonder that we're seeing in the temple, a wonder of humility. Even in this, Jesus made himself obedient to his parents and to his Father in heaven to keep the feast. Listen to St. Bede regarding our following this humility. The Lord's coming every year to Jerusalem for the Passover with his parents is an indication of his human humility. It's characteristic of human beings to gather to offer God the votive offerings of spiritual sacrifices and by plentiful prayers and tears to dispose their maker toward them. Therefore, the Lord, born a human being among human beings, did what God, by divine inspiration through his angels, prescribed for human beings to do. He himself kept the law which he gave in order to show us who are human beings pure and simple that whatever God orders is to be observed in everything. Let us follow the path of his human way of life. If Christ our God kept the feast that he himself prescribed for his people, we are with the same diligence and the same humility and the same obedience to keep the feast that God has prescribed for his holy church. For therein, Jesus Christ grants us the experience of him over and over again to the salvation of our souls. And we should consider that. Listen to me, because I fall in this category. Not if, but when. And every time our flesh cries out, but I don't feel like keeping the feast. Our Lord God, who, who prescribed the feasts of the Old and New Covenant, Jesus Christ submitted himself to the keeping of the feasts. We should follow. We should follow. Second, we need to note Christ's humility in the temple as he's with the teachers. It says he sat among them, not above them, though he was above them. Listening to them and asking questions in the temple. And they were astonished by him. The word of God at 12 years old did not exalt himself above those teachers. But he lowered himself and sat with them listening and asking questions. Listen to another church father on this. 
Because he was a small child, he is found in the midst of teachers, sanctifying and instructing them. Because he was a small child, he is found in their midst, not teaching them, but asking questions. He did this because it is appropriate to his age to teach us what befits the young, even if they are wise and learned. They should rather hear their teachers than want to teach them and not show off with the display of knowledge. Jesus interrogated the teachers not to learn anything, but to teach them by his questions. See his humility and self-emptying. The one who knew all truths, who is the truth, does not present himself with a show of knowledge and arrogance, but he humbles himself and lives appropriate to his age in the temple, the temple in which he, God, was being worshipped and taught about. He sits with them. He listens more than he speaks. He asks questions. And they were amazed at his knowledge because it was a knowledge flowing out of a fount of humility. They beheld Humility in his knowledge. Every one of us in this room is called to follow that path. We do not come, none of us, we do not come to the church to teach the church how it ought to be. We come with humility before Christ in his church, with open hearts to hear, to receive, to wrestle, to ask questions, and to appropriate all the good things of the kingdom of God into our lives, receiving them, for, receiving them from the hand of Christ. You know, my pastor, when I was in my 20s, very important to me, still is. I'll never forget something he told me because I was in awe of his humility and I wanted that humility. He told me one day, he said, you need to know this, on my deathbed, I will have still a mentor to guide me on my deathbed. We are recipients, we are learners, and we are ever growing, and we need to be about that humility, the humility of Christ. Finally, when Joseph and the Blessed Virgin found Jesus in the temple, and he told them that he was about his father's business, he still left that place in obedience to them and followed them. The gospel tells us that Jesus went down with them from Jerusalem and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. Can you figure that out? The word of God who created Joseph and Mary submits to them. As a 12-year-old, he lowers himself and submits to his parental authorities. Consider this. Christ our God through his whole life, and not just with parents, but with the leaders in all different areas. Christ our God practiced humble obedience to the, to the authorities that he had created. Obedience is such a gift, a virtue we must grow in, a gift necessary for our salvation. One given from the divine wisdom of God because it is his virtue. And you see it in Christ that knows this God who knows how to bring souls to himself and heal them. 
The practice of obedience to authority runs all through our lives. It runs all through the church, runs through all of our faith. The fathers speak of it extensively. The scriptures talk about it extensively. And we are to put on the garment of humility toward obedience. So first I speak to children who are here today under the households of their parents. You are to honor and to obey your parents as to Christ. This is something given in the law. Children, honor and obey your father and mother. And it comes with a promise of God in that same law. You do so, you will live a long and blessed life. <coughs> and for you pre-teens and teens in here, believe it or not, I was one. Once. <laughs> and I know how difficult it is when you are becoming young men and women and then becoming from there men and women. I know how hard it is to honor, to obey, to submit to your parents as God-given authorities. But it is for your life and it is for your spiritual development and formation. It is for your salvation that you do so. And you have been given grace beyond your flesh by our Lord Jesus Christ, given God's help to do this. And you're going to have trouble convincing me. I wish I'd have heard this at this age. That you have found a reason to dishonor and be disobedient to your parents when the word of God who created his honored and submitted to them. Secondly, for all of us here, we are no different. We are to practice the self-emptying nature of Christ by obeying our spiritual authorities, our fathers in the faith, in the church. Parishioners practice it with their parish priests. Parish priests practice it with their bishop and their hierarchs. Hierarchs are also to practice obedience to other hierarchs. And all of this to one salvific end. That we participate in the self-emptying love and humility of our Lord Jesus Christ. And when we do, two things will happen. Our souls will find healing as they always do when we participate in His nature. The nature that lowers itself. And secondly, because we have humbled ourselves as Christ humbled Himself, our Heavenly Father will exalt us and lift us up. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, his humility. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.